What is up? Welcome to the Tour 12 Podcast. I'm back. I come back. My friends was running the show without me. Y'all did a good job, Cody. It was a good podcast, actually. I enjoyed Y'all it. Y'all did do a good job. It's a good I li- time. I listened to it and laughed and... And I ain't, I hadn't, I'm going to be honest with you, I ain't, I hadn't worked out like I needed to be. <laughs> that, that's what Matt and Brandon were assuming was the case. Oh, well, they assumed, well, I mean, pretty right. <laughs> now, I have been doing a little swimming. Yeah, <laughs> I know he swimming is, hand me that floaty. <laughs> Speaking of in shape, did you see uh, Conor McGregor's last little incident? Um, I saw. I was eating dinner and I saw him on TV, but I didn't pay attention. To oh yeah, I guess, I guess. So evidently, he's got his own line of whiskey or something. He's from Ireland. Okay. You know what I'm talking about, right? Yeah, yeah. UFC. So there's the video. You can look it up on YouTube. This just happened here recently. You can look it up on on just Google it. It's all. It's on like TalkSports.com or something. But he uh, is in a bar. The camera's filming, right? And he's just in the bar, and I guess him and a guy got into it about whiskey or something. The guy, um, I'm assuming the guy told him his whiskey wasn't any good or something. Oh Dude, he God. just sucker punches this old man at the bar. <laughs> how, like, how would you like that? I would be like, "Dude, Conor McGregor just punched me." I didn't even get his whole name typed out, and I spelt it wrong. And it and come the, up. The first thing says video shows punching elderly <laughs> man over whiskey. That's so a win. <laughs> he may have got himself in trouble with old Dana White. That's hilarious. Yeah. So, but that guy is in shape. He's got some cool stuff on his training, and I'm, I'm, I like getting inspired watching it. But yeah. I ain't going too far. <laughs> <laughs> hand me that floaty. <laughs> so, yeah, no kidding, That's man. So hand, me that, hand me that floaty. That's going to be my new liner yeah. whenever B does his fit sessions. That's terrible. I tell you what is in shape is my voice. Can you hear this, Joker? Oh yeah, I know that you've been. It's. I water. thought you used to be on the phone a lot, but I think you've been on it it's, constantly for the last two weeks. It's bad, man. It's as bad as it's ever been. It's good, but it's bad. Have you looked at your phone time again? I know you posted on your uh, uh, story. It was. It was it pretty was, high last yeah, week. Yeah, it was averaging six hours a day out of my eight hours, <laughs> which is not. Course, Aaron, he's like, Oh, that's a normal day. And yeah, like, well, he talks on the phone while he's driving, so yeah, I don't know if you can count that. I try to actually get some work done, too. <laughs> we're, we're trying to create work, too, but yeah. at the same time, you still got to get some stuff done. I don't want to ever be that guy that's talking about working, <laughs> like holding the shovel. I know some people like that that <laughs> you just like talking about the idea of working, but don't ever work. <laughs> I don't kick I me if like kick that. me if I ever become that. I, I got you, Bo. I'm making up for it on the weekends. I get you. So I, I, I put you. together a whole show for our, our the Given Right on Discovery Channel last Saturday. You did all on Saturday, pretty much all of it. Now I'd done some promo stuff during the week. Mm-hmm. I think I showed you, but mm-hmm. so I was able to pull parts and pieces of that. But yeah. I told my wife when I come down, I was like, "It is amazing what you can do when you just turn the phone off." Or it's not. I did have a few calls on Saturday, but got a lot done man and cool. uh it was a good show too i really liked it yeah it's it hadn't aired yet it's coming so this it'll be coming this week i believe i think that's right i don't remember yeah according i'm trying to think when this podcast what, what is, will air versus yeah. when it comes out so it'll be coming on this sunday i believe yeah yeah if i'm the, tracking the, it. 
20 something yeah so it's a great show yeah i really liked it i thought it was a good the story with mark heck i'll just say it's a 196 inch deer if you don't know about mark heck you don't know about a guy who this dude i think loves hunting more than anybody i know he has come on the scene so he's been a hunter his whole life yeah but as far as coming on to the outdoor scene yeah so he was with he had to get one of the main guys from Realtree the other day, came to their headquarters and met. We were up there. This was a few weeks ago when we were in Iowa. And he said, we haven't seen somebody come on the scene and do what you've done in a year and a half and this fast in a long time. Yeah. And he wasn't just referencing TV. He was referencing television, businesses. Yeah. Expedition archery. Yeah. Everything he's already doing underneath that. Yeah. The dude is. It's uh, cool. He loves the outdoors, loves to hunt. I like to watch that. I like, of course, I watched all the episodes because I get to do yeah. stuff on him, but yeah. you can just see something in his eyes when he's hunting. Well, he, you know, dude, hear he it is, in his voice. He is ate up, man. Like it is. So the, think about this. You know how busy we are. Yeah. This joker owns 27 businesses. <laughs> <laughs> and he hunts like crazy. He's gone right now. Yeah. He's in hunting mule deer, I believe. Yeah. I talked to him this morning, and he's like, I'm headed out. He said, buddy, you need anything, you text me. <laughs> I was like, I'll text you good luck. Go yeah. kill something. We got to make some TV. Yeah. But, but he loves it. And, he does. And the time he the, – the, this is what's funny, and you'll see this in that episode, is – well, you've already seen it, but – he passes deer most of us just dream of seeing in our lifetime <laughs> yeah. on a hunt live. Yeah. But he's like, ah, he ain't ready. He needs to <laughs> give, him, give him seven more years. He's only 175, <laughs> 180. I'm like, dude. I mean, it's insane. But you see why? I texted him the other day when I was putting in, laying the storyline out, and I was like, I got to ask a question, man. How long have you been managing this Kansas property? He said 12 years. Wow. He said, this is what happens with a lot of hard work. Oh, yeah. And, and that's actually what spurred on that little short that we'll be putting out this week on yeah. on um, labor. Yeah. And the work, the work that really he puts good. in. Good stuff. <clears throat> yeah, he's awesome. So, uh, anyway, we have been crazy busy. Yeah, all over the As place. As always. So, last week I was here, and or I guess it was this week. <laughs> I was here working, Matt was here working, yep. and you had gone yeah, we were in to Nebraska. some meetings in yep. Nebraska, and um, just tons of stuff going on right now. Yeah, and then just found out what I was just telling you. Oh, yeah. The new gig for Thanksgiving. This is When did you find out about I this? I found out. like It's been in the works for a while. I know. But I found out about it on... Your birthday? No, no. It was before that. But I found out two or three days ago. Yeah. Something like that. So we will be doing photography for the Dallas Cowboys come this Thanksgiving. <laughs> that is All my life, dude, Thanksgiving, I've been sitting in my family's watching the Cowboys and the Lions and whoever else that plays so that cool. day. And we'll be on the field. On the field. On the field. So the question is, which camera are you taking? Oh. Are you, are you going to rent any lenses? Oh, yeah, I will have some. I, I ain't rolling out there with just like a little old 50 millimeter. <laughs> I will have like a 600 millimeter yeah. out there. Get you a monopod. Oh, yeah. I've had them before. I've shot, I've run them before. Matter of fact, we had one. A buddy of mine had hit one here. I used to rent from him because it's like a $15,000 lens. Or oh, something. yeah. And I was like, dude, I don't have enough demand in our business for that type of right. long, long telephoto lens, you know. But 
So yeah, we're going to be down there, and I think it's already fixing to open up some more opportunities for That's us. That's really based cool, on man. what they're telling us. So you better be watching come Thanksgiving. Oh, I will. Matter of fact, I need. I might try to get you down there with us. I need to be the so, behind the scenes guy. So let me I'll tell be you, taking photos of you, taking photos of them. Yeah, for our marketing efforts. <laughs> so here, I got a funny story. We ain't even got to our topic of conversation yet, but we're getting there. But oh yeah, this is worth hearing this conversation. So my wife, like. This is kind of like here lately supporting the Cowboys is about like supporting the Razorbacks. It's, it's brutal. <laughs> but there was a time we were really good. And uh, so one year. I don't know if this? you can say that really about the Razorback yeah, football dude, team. Yeah, dude, 1969. Dude, That's a long time ago. National okay. champs. Okay. And we were good with Petrino until he got on that scooter with that gal. <laughs> scooter. <laughs> <laughs> it went down. That makes it even worse. Hey, dude, it went, that stuff will get you in so much trouble. It ain't worth it. It's but really not. His his life has been chaos ever since oh, he got yeah. on that moped. Oh, yeah. <laughs> scooter, moped. So you got to hear this story. So my wife. Um, I don't know, two, three years ago, she surprised me with some cowboy tickets, which was fine. Like, it wasn't like a big deal, except she was like, we're going to Jerry World, and I got you <laughs> tickets on the front row in the end zone. And I'm like, dang, that's awesome. So we're sitting there and having fun, just kicking it, watching. It's like a, I know why that place is packed all the time. They ain't got nothing to do with football. It's just a big entertainment. Thing. Yeah. They yeah, got sushi fair. bars and I think they got casinos in there. <laughs> it's crazy, man. So we're sitting there on the watching pregame and all this and we're just sitting there. You know, I got me a hot dog. That's what you do and some Coke and water or whatever. And we're sitting on the front row. And so, you know, there's like a, almost like a dugout looking thing at the back of the end zone with the roof. It's not a dugout, but it's kind of what it looks like from our vantage point. Mm-hmm. Right before kickoff, all these cheerleaders come running down this top of this thing. <laughs> right in front of you? Dude, they're like three feet in front of me. <laughs> and here's where it got funny and weird and awkward all in the same in the same breath. My wife goes, grab your phone and take pictures for Riley. Dude, I grabbed my phone so fast. And then I caught myself. And I was like, hold on a second. <laughs> you take pictures I said, for you Riley. take pictures. I said, you ain't about to slap me upside the face for taking pictures of these 20-year-old women half naked right in front of me. I'm like, I ain't about to go there. That's hilarious. That's called wisdom. Yes, that a boy. Years of, <laughs> years of, but I caught, she about caught me off guard. Oh, yeah. And looking back, I was like, you did that on purpose, didn't you? She's like, no, Riley would have loved that. And I was That's like, funny. yeah, but you, I'd had a black eye because I'd have, what if I'd have kept taking pictures? Like, <laughs> you already got enough for Riley. No, kid. Oh, no, I need one more. I, I <laughs> she would have got you if you'd have said oh, that. I laugh about that all the time. That's a true story. That's hilarious so anyway we'll be there we'll be on the field in the tunnel you wearing the yellow i don't know press what thing wearing. that'd be awesome dude. it's gonna be good that's exciting yeah it's a, man I, I like the idea of getting outside the hunting industry a little bit yeah he's talking about doing some country music stuff and well, that's cool man you know, that's that's letting you into places we ain't went yet but yeah. i mean that's what we're talking right now so that's cool welcome to our life i like it and on top of all that it's almost hunting season Ooh. Not it's, that we're going to have time to go. But. It's getting. You got a few trips scheduled already. Yeah, we got you? a few. I'm hoping you're going to go with me on a few of them. I hope I get to. Yeah, so we've got, uh, let's see, September's coming up. We'll be in Colorado, possibly Kentucky with part of our team. <clears throat> Obviously, we'll be hunting Arkansas a little bit. And then um, October, right at the first week of October, we'll be down at Honey F.E. Hill Ranch with John and the crew down there. Oh, that's and, early this year. Yeah, isn't it? we switched it. So we're still going to do our father son hunt between um, New Year's and Christmas. We do that every year with the kids, and 
we've always hunted late though mm-hmm. and we just tried to we just decided this year let's go try something different because it is so busy between ata show and shot show and everything we're trying to get scheduled in january is chaos and then we have that hunt goes right in the middle of it and we're yeah. like it's like, like three or four it's weeks like we're never early. home yeah. and so we're trying to shift that around that's part of the reason the other reason is we haven't hunted there that early yeah and it's really good there early yeah early so and late it's awesome totally different it's experience. yeah it's a it's a it's a little different for me than what and this is just from talking to john and clinton and them is you know a lot of places like we're going to ohio in november to hunt the rut a lot of times when you want to go hunt the rut you want to go hunt the rut mm-hmm. well in this case because of the way their property is and their farm he said man you don't know where our deer is going to be during the rut yeah there's thirty thousand acres down there and and it's not he said so if you want to come have a shot a sure enough shot he said come early or late yeah before the rut because yeah. you can pattern them a little better yeah and so kind of see about where they're at they got no by game cams at least yeah so it's a little different all i'm saying than, yeah. than what we typically look at as a hunt you would look to go during the rut you know yeah that just makes sense but in this case we're gonna go early and we're gonna go late yeah so well, that's anyway cool. it's gonna be busy be that's fun. good though you got some hunts booked so you know you're gonna get to do it i uh, know we're gonna <laughs> gotta go if you book them that's, that's what i right. said if we put them on the calendar at least we'll feel yeah. like we gotta go <laughs> and it helps yeah it helps you plan helps all that stuff yeah so that's good so what are we talking about today cody the I think, producer man i think we're gonna talk about um how to share vision how to share vision with the people that are on the team with you, how to share vision with people that aren't yet on the team, how to share vision with people that don't need to be on the team, maybe. I think that's a... Um, how to share vision with people that want to be on the team. Yeah. God, that's tough. I think that's one thing I've recognized. I, we did an exercise with South Face a couple months ago, talking about what's your gifts, what's your skills, not not just what are they but the real ones not the what you want them to be but right. what are they and you had us all ask you know each other about what the other person was and the first thing i wrote down on yours was vision yeah. you know like that's something Heath always has is yeah. he's got a plan he's got a vision he's got now, hold on, i don't know about a plan well maybe not a plan i got an idea of a well, plan well you do have <laughs> but i think they're yeah an idea of a plan it's not just like let's do this and yeah. you know but you have a, a vision and you share that well with other people you yeah. know and i think everywhere you go that that happens well, so. I, was, I was wanting to that was i did it with the team but i did it for myself first because i wanted before i went to the team and some other entities we work with i wanted to have a game plan of what do people see in me not do not what do i think i am mm-hmm. and i think that's something all of us could experience at some point is try something along these lines this exercise because a lot of people and you, there's gonna be people popping your mind when i say this but a lot of people think they're one thing when they're really not yeah or they you know what i mean and mm-hmm. so that was the idea for me i because I, I know that about other people but i wanted to know that about myself is there something i, I i'm I've been doing this long enough now. I feel like I know myself pretty well, mm-hmm. um, especially when it comes from a leadership. I feel like I know what my strengths and my weaknesses are, and I'm okay with all of them, even my weaknesses. I just got to delegate them. <laughs> <laughs> but um, I wanted to make sure there wasn't something that I didn't, that was a blind spot for me that somebody saw in me, good or bad, that I didn't know was there. And so when we had the team do it, I had all of our, our crew at South Face and our SB crew did it too. And um, every single every single person that sent back the information, it was like I can't remember it was three things or whatever, but yeah. all of them were almost identical. Yeah, they were in different orders. Yeah, but for the most part, they were all different. That's and it cool. was leadership and vision was in there with them. Yeah. Um, and so, I think that's a that's a good place to start on some of this type of stuff is when it comes to individually or if it's in a company. 
is let's make sure we're all on the same page. Because mm-hmm. I didn't want to go and do that with other people until I'd done it for myself. Mm-hmm. You know, first I got to evaluate my own life first, right. and then let's look at everybody else's um, strengths and weaknesses, and then and then it opens up opportunity for conversation. Yeah, and so. I love the idea of vision. That's not really what this is about, that that exercise, but... It led to that. It it led to that. And so, um, I feel like our our good buddy Rob actually brought this to my attention. I guess last week, um, we were talking about, he says it like this, what's your superpower? And it's kind of a joking way to say, what is it, not only that you're good at it, but what is it that you have that people around you may not have mm-hmm. you know what is it you're great at because we're all especially in our in our world everybody's in and outside of our world everybody's often good at a lot of things but when you start thinking about value and what you bring to a team or an organization i think this is a great question to ask yourself i've caught myself asking other people this week even when we were in nebraska having some pretty in-depth conversations with personnel and people that even want to work with us down the road it, it allows you to open up conversation and a lot of people can't answer that question mm-hmm. they really got to think about it oh, and, yeah. and and i think it's good to think about it but like for me when even when rob asked me that i knew pretty quick what i felt like was one of my greatest strengths and i think that's it's good if you can recognize and answer it that quick that means you probably know if you got to mm-hmm. really think hard about it it's not a bad thing i'm not saying that at all but when you know it helps it helps you move forward a little bit faster than sitting here wondering oh yeah and the, and the goal is you don't want to be 40 or 50 years old just and sitting here still yeah. wondering what is it I'm, I'm okay at yeah there's a value in evaluating yourself yeah you know and a lot of people don't want to do that because if you do it honestly you find yourself having to really deal with probably deal with some stuff you don't necessarily want to deal with yeah you know if if you're doing it honestly yeah well that's the benefit of that exercise we did was it wasn't I didn't. I wanted. I didn't give them any anybody any direction other than let's do this. Let's yeah. do this. And I'm not giving. I don't want to give you what I think I am. Right. That's where honesty came to me. Without me, I didn't want to sway anybody's decision. Right. By why I was even doing this exercise. Mm-hmm. Just tell me your honest opinion. I ain't take it or leave it. I mean, I'm not trying to. Mm-hmm. You're not in trouble if you say something wrong. There's no right or wrong in this. I just want to know the truth. Mm-hmm. And so, but it opened up conversation for that. Mm-hmm. And so. Vision has always been something that I feel like I've not always been great at, and I still don't feel like I've got it mastered by any means. Well, let's stop there, though. Before you jump into that, why don't we define what what you're talking about when you say vision? Well, when we when we talk about vision, we're talking about um, the ability to communicate or cast an idea or a dream or mm-hmm. a business plan, or if 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 you're in sales the ability we're basically talking about whatever you've got on your mind that you want people to believe in Mm -hmm. then how do you go about communicating that and that's huge because this is what i believe about vision when you talk about like that that it'll draw people to you and it'll make people run away (laughs) like it's it's that big of a a thing is it it can bring the right people it can bring the wrong people yeah and it can scare the right people off if they don't get it communicated to them properly yeah yeah and so and it does so just let's just for one exercise let's just look at this from a sales point of view let's say (laughs) you're saying sales for a company and you're going out to sell product you're going out to sell toilet paper which everybody has to have 
should be a. I mean, it should be a <laughs> pretty easy, pretty easy sale. You yeah. think, but there are different brands of that, obviously. Yeah. And if 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 you've got to be able to communicate why they need to buy this from you and why why it makes sense for them to purchase it from you, because there's a lot of people selling toilet paper. Right. I'm guessing. I don't know the toilet paper market, but I'm just guessing. Well. <laughs> I'm guessing there's a few different brands out there. And so, this is what I feel like. I, I had this conversation in Nebraska last week. Um, I've, this is how I, I define vision for me. For me, it is it is the way in which I go about creating hope for people. Mm-hmm. I tie vision to hope. Mm-hmm. And what I mean by that is it don't matter if we're talking about counseling and life scenarios or we're talking about a sales position. What, what, what you're doing when you cast vision is you're, you're bringing a live hope in, in the situation that you're in no matter what it is. Right. If we're at church or if we're in sales or if we're casting an idea for a new brand mm-hmm. or a new vision. And so for me, it comes down to how do you go about casting hope? Mm-hmm. And what I mean by hope is it, it has to be what you're communicating has to make a difference in their life. Because mm-hmm. that's how, if you come try to sell me something, the first thing, and this is just human nature, it's not right or wrong. The first thing you're going to do with whatever they're communicating to you or I'm communicating to you is you're going to be like, how, how does this affect, affect me? me? Yeah. What does this do for me? Right. And again, whether it's sales or it's a new business or it's coming to work for us or somebody else, the, that's human nature is to say, what does what you're saying have to do with me? Mm-hmm. You know, so yeah, again, absolutely. so again, it goes back, it goes back to hope. And if, if they don't see how this positively affects them down the road, it won't matter what you're communicating. Yeah. That's where vision and hope come together and kind of collide to say, this makes sense to me. And mm-hmm. so this, this is what I believe is, is, um, when you cast vision effectively, People don't have to ask why they want to ask how. Mm-hmm. Not why do I need to be a part of what you're talking about. But, but how can if I you do it right, they're going to be like, how do I get to be a part of this? Right. And that's how you know if you communicated it right or not. Right. Whether you're in sales or an idea for a vision for a business. Think about that for a minute. Yeah. I had a guy not long ago. He's in a nonprofit. And I had the, told him the exact same thing. He was like, how do you get these sponsors? And, and I said, dude, number one, I ain't selling sponsorships. Mm-hmm. I'm selling hope. Yeah. He's like, what do you mean? I said, if I don't, if I do my, and I just, this is what I believe today. If I do my job right in casting vision and casting hope, they don't ask, why do I want to be a part of this? Mm-hmm. They ask how. Well, I think one of the <clears throat> benefits, too, of what you're doing is you actually believe in what you're doing. Yeah. And so that comes back and associates with passion and believing mm-hmm. in something. And, the, and, and this is where if you, if you go back to sales, and, and I'm personally, like I, I tell my wife all the time, I'm like, I hate the idea of sales. Mm-hmm. I don't want to sell nothing. She's like, that's the biggest bunch of crap I've ever heard. <laughs> I'm like, what do you mean? I do not like sales. Yeah. She goes, you're selling all the time. Right. I'm like, no, I never thought about it that way. I was like, no, I ain't either. I hate sales. Mm-hmm. And she's like, Heath, why do you think there's a track hoe in your backyard? Yeah. <laughs> she goes, because you sold me on it. Like, that's a funny joke. Yeah. But- and it wasn't intentionally, but she said, you have a way of, you can call it justification or whatever, but when you're passionate about something and you really do believe there's a need for whatever it is yeah. you have or you need to get or whatever, then you figure out a way to communicate that yeah. in a way that makes sense for you yeah. positively, you know? For sure. And so I, I, that's that's what I believe when it comes to casting vision. It's it's more about casting hope yeah. 
than it is just vision simply by itself. It's a combination of both of those. And if you do it right, people want to be a part of whatever you're communicating. Yeah. So let's talk about some practical ways to cast vision or to share that hope right. with people, like help people understand that. Because some people are probably listening and they're like, dude, I got this great idea, but I don't even know how to get started with yeah. casting vision. I, You know, those it out and it's all over the place right it's not right like you're talking about so how do you do that oh wow we probably should have took some notes on this because <laughs> i'll just have to brainstorm i don't have anything wrote down on it but um first of all i think i think and i learned this from a mentor in my life who, who you know as well but i think no matter what you're going to be associated with or a part of before you cast a vision you got to be able to answer why you're doing it mm-hmm so everything always comes back to why our good friend always says why is king mm-hmm. and what he's what he means is i've talked about this in the past my voice is shot dude i don't have any water i feel to like give it's you. uh <laughs> it's shot um like getting weird feeling um why is king though and you have to be able to explain the why mm-hmm. behind that's what helps you yeah first make, to yourself yeah to yourself first mm-hmm. before you talk to anybody about it you have to help it make sense for yourself of why you're fixing to do what you're doing and if you can do that, then you've got to be able to follow up with how do I relay that same why to other people around me? Because, mm-hmm. and so when you're when you're explaining the why to yourself, here's here's a step two of this, and this is just random points I'm making up out of this clear air here. But mm-hmm. the second part of that is after you make sense for yourself, you've got to be able to the part of casting that vision is explaining the why to them and and also associating that why to their life. Mm-hmm. Does that make sense? Mm-hmm. Like they have to, like goes back to what does this have, what's this have to do with me? Mm-hmm. It don't matter if you're selling a sponsorship for a TV show or whatever. The person you're selling to is going to say, "How does this? Why does this make sense to me?" Mm-hmm. So it's it's two parts there, but it, it starts with answering the why. Why are you fixing to do what you're fixing to do? And if it's if it's honestly, if to me, and this is people would argue this probably, but if it's just about because we're fixing to get rich and make money, the sustainability of that you're putting that at risk right there's got to me there's got to be something deeper to the why now that's not that's just that comes from a faith background a little bit mm-hmm. i guess everybody might not agree with that because at the end of the day money does play a role mm-hmm. if, we're, if we're referencing business here there's a lot of things we can get involved with that don't reference business at all and have nothing to do with money mm-hmm. um i but, do think at the end of the day though everybody wants to do something with their life that is adding value to somebody somehow. Yeah, work and if that matters. And if yeah, and if you're, if you're just trying to see a certain number at the bottom of a P and L. Yeah. And that's that that satisfaction will go away really quick. Yeah. You know, so I think most people on some level somewhere in their life they're looking for something that they can do that makes a difference. Yeah, and I'll tell you this: this is, and you've seen this too, but people will sacrifice a lot to be a part of something that has a hope attached to it mm-hmm. and doing work that matters mm-hmm. when i say work that matters i mean work that is impacting people's lives and so you can get really deep with that and go all theology on it if you wanted to <laughs> but you can also some people do go too far and they and they look too far for what making an impact really means mm-hmm. like if you own a business and you got two or three people working with you, you're making a difference. Every day. Every day in a few people's lives and their families. So don't overlook that. I had right. that conversation with a, with a client six months ago probably, <clears throat> late one night. I told you a little bit about it, but 
the guy was literally just tired of the rat race. Mm-hmm. And you're, we were talking about probably a $20 million company. It's not like it was just a tiny company. And I was like, hold on a sec, dude. Don't overlook the impact you're making in all these 80 or 90 employees they had right. working underneath them. And it became it became so much about P&Ls and dollars and yeah. cents that it's easy to overlook what's in those P&Ls sometimes, yeah. you know, that you really are. The stuff that makes those P&Ls what they are. Yeah, you're impacting people's <laughs> yeah. lives. And so you're doing work that matters. Yeah. And so, but at the same time, even with that, like, and this is where... And from our side of things, we don't. I don't know if we get lost in this, but we get we get off in it quite a bit because we're always trying to think about how do we do something to impact somebody at a greater level, mm-hmm. and how can all of our businesses work together to impact something for the greater good? Mm-hmm. You know. So, to me, when it comes to casting vision, I try to I try to <clears throat> I try to um, grab a hold of that hope thing a lot. Mm-hmm. I, everywhere I want to go, I had a guy this week, man, in, in Nebraska that I was talking to and I asked him that I was like dude what's your superpower you know and we were kind of joking around about it and he had to think about it for a little while and he finally come back around and, and told me and um and I just told him I was like because we were in a pretty pretty deep conversation just riding around in his truck and and uh he said man do you know what yours is and I said well I don't know I said I feel like my my goal is everywhere I, want, I go I want to leave hope behind that there is and dude he like teared up yeah he goes holy crap dude he said that is your superpower that's what he told me <laughs> yeah and he was nearly in tears because we were talking about some pretty deep stuff but at the end of the day the reason he was nearly teared up is because he was experiencing hope in that moment right he was in a situation he was frustrated with and it was affecting him and his family and that and that's what happens man whenever you leave that's when you know you've activated that superpower is whenever you see that hope come alive mm-hmm. um there's risk to some of that too um i don't know how far i'll get off in this but <laughs> we could talk we could talk about this for hours yeah. but um there you, you don't want to crack you don't want to get so far into this vision thing that you're casting a false hope either yeah you've got to have some boundaries and some balance too yeah. that's what i was saying i don't want to get too far into that but we have to do that even with living your passion. Yeah. And this whole podcast, we can't just cast so much vision and yeah. hope and say. And everybody quits their jobs. Everybody quits they, their jobs they tomorrow. They their and, house. And, and they're texting <laughs> feedback at tour12.com. Hey, or you owe me some money. <laughs> <laughs> so there's a balance to it is, yeah. what, is what I'm saying. Yeah. But, but the ability, this this all comes down to communication. Yeah. What we're talking about. Yeah. That's what I was about to say. I think the, the, um, the sign of a good leader who can share vision properly, they also know how much to communicate and when to communicate it. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. And so, um, kind of in that situation, like what you're just talking about, you got to know, is it time to bring this much hope or this much hope or, yeah. Um, is it time to just unload it all? You yeah. know, like you, you have to know that. Well, even, and you know, even that, that brings up another point is even in, in casting vision and, and hope for other people based on whatever their scenario is or what you're fixing to try to do or launch or whatever, there's gotta be a real realistic side to what you're mm-hmm. communicating. And what I mean by that is even if you need to squash hope in the heat of the moment, we call Aaron Keller to do that if we need to squash it. But <laughs> the dream crusher. <laughs> the dream crusher. Episode three, if you want to know what we're talking about. <laughs> if you just newbie here. But um so but you there are situations and that we've we've done some other podcasts on communication and nonverbals and all that, but <clears throat> 
there are some moments in time where you need to be real with other people in yeah. a, in a life giving way. That's what we call it in a life giving way because they're leaning on a hope that's not realistic. Right. And that goes back to the exercise that we did. Yeah. People don't always know what they're really good at. Yeah. They think they're good at something. Yeah. And, and that, that they need, they need to be relying on a hope that matches their skill set and gift. Right. That was why we did that, that whole exercise is because if there was something that I saw in somebody else that they didn't or that they thought was in them that really wasn't there that I didn't see, Mm -hmm. I wanted to be able to have an open conversation about it Mm -hmm. based on their response. Yeah. It's like a guy, I think I said this on a podcast a long time ago, I asked a guy what he wanted to do with his life when he got older. He wanted to be a string printer and make t-shirts. And I was like, cool. Or he wanted to design t-shirts. That's what it was, design t-shirts. I was like, sweet, you got any designs like I could look at? Because we may be looking at somebody like for that down the road. He's like, no, I ain't never done it. <laughs> I'm like, dude, you ain't going to go design T-shirts if you ain't already doing it for fun. Like, yeah. I mean, you know what I mean? Yeah. He he was just wanting a job is what it was. Yeah. And that sounded good because he knew he was in the creative field. Yeah. And I was like, well, we don't, we don't need that, dude. So yeah. you've got to be realistic with yourself based on what you're passionate about and what your skill set is. And sometimes... This is where it gets tricky. Sometimes that passion can override the realistic. Yeah, yeah. It's like me saying, "I want to." When I okay, so when I get to on Thanksgiving, when I go shoot for the Cowboys, I'm gonna talk to Jerry while I'm there. <laughs> you might because they might need a backup running back. <laughs> no, they might not need that. Do you see what I'm saying? Yeah. That's how stupid that would be. Yeah. Like Lord knows, I'm gonna pull a leg, probably taking pictures. Because <laughs> I'm gonna be running down there whenever, whoever, if if old Ezekiel's running down the side, I'm gonna be getting it with him, <laughs> and I'll probably pull some. But that's how unrealistic people are sometimes. Right. Is you we say that's absolutely asinine i think i would go and it is that's stupid but how many times do we see that in people's lives that they're trying to do something they have no business trying to do and they're frustrated in life because their skill set don't match what their passion is Mm, that's really good that's what that's where it gets tricky sometimes and so i say all that to say there's got to be you've got to be real with people at a certain level to sometimes you may need to squash a hope yeah but that doesn't mean you're squashing hope. That's part of casting you're, true you're, vision. Right. Is my it's, my goal is to get people where they want to be. Right. Allow them to be successful, impact their families in a positive way. And so if it means, if that means having the hard conversation to get them where they need to be, mm-hmm. that's part of creating vision and hope. That's really good stuff. You know what I mean? Oh, yeah. That gets kind of deep, kind of quick. Ooh, yeah. <laughs> you act like you was at a church service. <laughs> you going to no, wave a hanky. Well, I just, no, no hankies here. <laughs> I don't even carry a hanky. I was just thinking about how real that is, though, for people. Like, yeah. I mean, let's take any business that you go to in the town you live in. There are people that don't need to be at the cash register. But you put them, you know, behind the yeah. behind the grill, and they flourish. Yeah. But they thought they wanted to be the cashier because everybody saw them, and they were the front man, you know? Right. But somebody had to talk to them about that. And if they did it in the proper way, it made them feel good, you know? Yeah. And I, that translates to whatever business. I was just saying, that's really good because I know a lot of people oh, who too. are trying to um, – to win on somebody else's skill set yeah and it's not working for them and they're frustrated about yeah. it that's and, really and it good. never will yeah that's never, so good man. it never will so i think that's where you've got to be able to have that's part of a strength in casting vision is being able to have hard conversations when you need to yeah 
I mean, that's, we that's were, leadership. Yeah. If we period. were bullet pointing out, how do you cast vision? That's part of it. Yeah. Is whenever there's times you got to have tough conversations, be willing to have them. And I think the challenge there, I've, I mean, this probably dives off into a whole other podcast idea, but we've been dealing with this a lot lately. Is why I, I want to mention this because this is, goes back to part of casting vision and being real with people is the strength that, 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 that gives you the ability to do that comes from being able to separate, separate emotional ties with people oh, sometimes. Yeah. So how many times and how many people have you seen make decisions based on an emotional connection to someone? Oh yeah. How many people want to hire their buddy cause they're the buddy and they get them off into a lane they probably shouldn't have been in because it was their buddy. Yeah. And they're doing something like we said that wasn't in their skill set to begin with. Mm-hmm. You're setting yourself up for failure at some point. Yeah. And so we've been having a lot of those conversations lately cause we've been getting, I mean, literally last week I had, um, three, three people contact us that are pretty good at what they do about going to work with us. And one of them is, is a cousin and she's really good. She's in LA right now. She might be listening to this actually. <laughs> if you are, what's up girl? <laughs> she's my cousin and she's in film school in LA right now. And I, when I look at her, what she does and, and she's very talented, like at writing and storytelling and filming, like it's really good. But I have to be able to separate an emotional tie there because it's a family member. And I'll, I'm just being real right now. I'm in the process of saying, okay, she's amazing at what she does, but does that skill set fit the outdoor industry? Yeah. Can she be in relation and communicate with the redneck jokers we deal with every yeah. day? You know what I mean? Yeah. That's a real deal. Whereas a lot of people, including sometimes you're even on your own family, it's like, well, you need to hire her. That's your dang family. Yeah. Take care of your family, you know. I'm okay with that. If all the skill set lines up, yeah. but if it don't, we're going to be in trouble down the road. Right. Um, and so even with her, when it comes to casting vision for her future, that's part of it is being able to willing to have that conversation and then move from that and say, you know what, this might not be the the right category. It doesn't mean you might not be here for a little while and start off just to get your feet under your, under, you know, or mm-hmm. take off or whatever. But, but where you're headed from here is phenomenal if you i could see you in this space or this category right you know what i mean yeah that's part of casting that vision and hope the idea is you want them to leave there saying man yeah they helped me either they helped me and he he was right or you want them to leave there saying how do i get to be a part of that yeah you know that's tricky oh yeah because like in that instance i may not want that person to be a part of this (laughs) (laughs) yeah and you sure don't but that's where being honest yeah. And separating that emotional tie for a minute mm-hmm. is hard to do. Oh, yeah. And I will say this, less people can do it than can. Oh, yeah. I see way more people that cannot do that. They think they can, but when it really comes down to it, they can't do it. Yeah. It's tricky, mm-hmm. man. Yeah. It's tricky. <laughs> it's tricky. You mean that old song? <laughs> That's what tricky, I was thinking. Tricky, tricky. Speaking it's of songs, let's rocking. pause the conversation for right. a little exercise. You need to talk because my voice is leaving. Well, I'm, I'm, I'm bringing you up to a big talk here. <laughs> oh, Lord. We did this uh, on the road trip couple months ago yeah we listened to music and then you you gave us your best thing i don't know how good i did it i thought you did pretty good so i want you to sell the vision on the title of this song i want you to to take somebody somewhere i can already tell you're about to edit this on the time of this song on the title of the song here we go let me find a good one did you pre-meditate this cody um kind of because um i wish you to pre-meditate it to me so i had a (laughs) it just happened okay just like a second when we said tricky yeah. <laughs> All right. So I'm going to give you a title. Who sang that? Like Run DMC? Oh, yeah. 
The, if you're under the age of 30, you don't even know who that is, probably. I, they have a shirt at Walmart, the Notorious B.I.G. <laughs> I read it the other day, and I laughed because I know a lot of people now would read it Notorious Big. <laughs> <laughs> That's so, we're getting old, Cody. Oh, Lord. All right. All right. This is a very common song. It was the first one that popped up. Okay, it, and, and what am I going to figure out? You're, you're going to take the title of this song, okay? And cast a vision to it? Yeah, you're going to tell people this is why you need to get there. All right. This is, hold on, before I know what you're about to say, but this is why, uh, well, I ain't going to say what I was going to say. Go ahead. <laughs> All right. <laughs> very, very common song. Probably people are tired of it, but Maxon sang it this morning on the way to school. Do I? I don't even know song titles that well. All right. Well, I'll give it to you. Old Town Road. Old Town Road. Yeah. Give us a vision about why somebody needs to get on the Old Town Road. <laughs> <laughs> love it the old town road so that that could mean a lot of different things to a lot of different people i mean think about this for a minute so i can look at old town roads i grew up on and it was awesome i got so many memories when i think about old town road i've got about three phases of my life that pop up and they all played a part in who i am and who i am not today <laughs> which that part's good but on the flip side of that some people listen to this may may think Old Town Road and think, man, how did I even survive life? Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. And it may be a really, really bad memory. I can tell you, there's there's people been beaten and abused and raped, and you don't talk about that a lot on podcasts. We, <laughs> we don't get too far off down that <laughs> lane, but that's the reality for a lot of people, you know? And so old town road means a lot a lot of things to a lot of different people the the vision i would cast is no matter what which one of those roads you were on or grew up on that there's a good road ahead of you if you make the right decisions you know and this goes back to how does this impact me or whoever's listening they've got to look at okay how how do i get to where i want to be and we're going to connect to the right people. If you're listening to this podcast, it might, that might be a start for somebody where they're like, man, that, that does give me a little hope, you know? Mm-hmm. And the reality is we can all get to where we need to be if we'll just surround ourselves with the right people right. and and get on the right road, you know? So mm-hmm. I don't know if that's... There you have it, folks. A vision, <laughs> a vision uh, tutorial from... <laughs> <laughs> Jay Heath Graham. That's so hilarious. <laughs> I don't know if that's what she's looking for. No, but. I think it's good. I, what I what my goal was in doing that was um, trying to help people understand that a vision is part um, where you're going, also where you've been, oh, and you did. You nailed it. You oh, started that is with it. you know, and um, I, the reason why I thought of that because I thought that was funny when we did that on the road trip, <laughs> right. and you did a good job. But last night I couldn't sleep, and um, so I turned on the the phone. Did that song t- come on? No, <laughs> Maxon sang it all the way to school this morning, first day. But I turned my phone on to Hulu to watch the show because I couldn't sleep, and sometimes it would put me to sleep. And Master Chef came on, um, and they're cooking all these. The the goal was for them to cook a meal and then plate it in a uh, unique way, and um, so they had like hubcaps and science beakers and all kinds of stuff for them to put their food in and every person that came up there they had this awesome almost most of them had awesome dishes but when they started explaining their dish they were casting vision for their dish and it always went back to where they came from and where they were going oh wow it was so interesting that is interesting so that's what i was thinking would happen you know like you would because that's what you did the last time this is where i've been this is where oh, i'm going. yeah and I, I just thought it'd be a good segue. you'd already way thought that out before me hey speaking of old town road 
I saw a video the other day in a, in a write-up about that song. Did you know that Billy Ray actually left some lyrics out of that song? Did you see that? I did not. Oh, yeah. He left something about weed smoking and something else out. Really? It's hilarious. You can go Google it and find it. Was, it was a little awkward when Maxim was singing something about your bra this morning. <laughs> That's a lyric in the song. I was like, yeah, don't be singing that so, one. So I think, what was Billy Ray known for? What song? Achy, Achy Breaky, Breaky Achy, Heart. Breaky Heart. So this song is like one of the top songs ever. Achy Breaky or No, Old this Town. new Old Town. I know, and it's people like, are mad about it because it's country rap. You we can't never do thought, that. we never thought Achy Breaky would get topped. <laughs> <laughs> Not by Billy Ray. <laughs> Not by Billy Ray. That's and a good Who call. is that? Lil Nas or something? Yeah. <laughs> Lil. <laughs> Lil. Not, there's no T's in that. <laughs> that's what's how a redneck would be like, Little Nas. <laughs> <laughs> I don't know if that's right. You see be the body hunt saying Little Nas. <laughs> Lil Nos. <laughs> I wish we could call him in on Lil Nos. <laughs> hey B, who's <laughs> who sings Old Town Road? <laughs> oh God, that's hilarious. That's dude. good. Now I think this is a valuable conversation about vision because everybody, whether you're a dad, a business owner, um, an employee, uh, yeah. supervisor, no matter where you. A high school football coach, high school oh, man. quarterback. Yeah, everywhere you go, there's value in being able to cast vision and doing it properly. Oh, big time! And then this is what's cool is if you can. I don't know that we any of us ever mastered that, but we can all get better at it every yeah. day. I mean, including myself. I, I want to, and it comes down to communication. But what I found is, is the 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 better you get at communicating that vision, the greater influence you have, mm-hmm. because people want to be a part of stuff man they want to be a part of something bigger than themselves at the end of the day and this is where it gets nervous and risky i've heard big time business people that have ideas i've heard big time pastors and churches that are casting vision where it's kind of one of these deals the the bigger the vision the you know the greater the risk greater reward type deal but the bigger the vision is when people truly see your passion come along come alive about something no matter how big the bigger it is the more people want to be a part of it. Yeah. You know, because they're like, holy crap, I don't know how they're going to do this. Mm-hmm. But they they really think they're going to do this. Yeah. And I want to be a part of it, yeah. you know. And so. That's when leadership begins because then you have oh, to start not, yeah. hashing through. Like we talked about a couple of weeks with our good buddy um, from Alabama. Yeah. You know, you, yeah. then you got to decide who's the right people. Yeah. Who's the wrong people and how can I help the wrong people get to the right places? Yeah. And so vision leads to leadership. It does. And man. then it starts again. And you need it everywhere, especially like, I mean, if, whether you're a mom or a dad or, I mean, how important as a father is casting vision for your family? Yeah. And then think about those that never cast vision for their family. Yeah. Like my, my, my job is, I feel like as a father, when it comes down to that is I want to cast like I don't feel like my son has any worry about if he's going to be successful or not down the road. Where does that that mindset come from? It's got to be instilled in him somewhere as a child, mm-hmm. you know, and as they're growing up. It's almost and this is it can, this goes back to having balance because you can they can go too far with that too. You yeah. don't want to you don't want them to transfer immediately from confidence to full blown cocky. <laughs> you know what I mean? Yeah. But but I do want confident kids. Yeah. You know, and I want them to know they're going to be successful yeah. and cast that vision for their life to where if they get into a place where they're going down the wrong path, they're like, wait a minute, this ain't adding up to the vision I was told I was going to have. Mm-hmm. You know, and keep but you got to keep that in front of them. Yeah. All the time, and so it's important no matter what stage. Whether you're a male, female, mom, dad, business owner, 
mm-hmm. church volunteer, what, yeah. whatever you may be. You know, if you're in the hunting industry and and you're trying to go places or get sponsors, or if you're in sales and you need to go sell some guns or bipods or whatever, um, your ability to, to communicate and cast vision will make or break you. Yeah, it, I may not. It may not completely break you, but it will control your success level of yeah. success. Or, or you could say it also like this it's going to control how fast you get there yeah you know yeah so it's good stuff cody the producer man i like it who is that that sing old town road one more time little Noss. <laughs> <laughs> i'm billy ray oh billy ray love boy love it man that's good podcast Heath. all right Any, anything else we that's, missing that's all i got bud you gonna close it down today no man you i'm can, hoarse dude i'll do it peace out and god bless <laughs> i like it <laughs> Thank you so much for joining us for the leadership sessions of the Tour 12 podcast. Our goal is to help you live your passion in business, leadership, and life, and we would love to hear how these conversations are impacting you. If you want to share your story or give us feedback, hit us up on Instagram or email us at feedback at tour12.com. As always, it would mean a lot to our team if you would rate, review, and subscribe to the show on iTunes and invite your friends to join us in living their passion.